Hello, welcome back to another episode of Cheaper Than Therapy. Thanks for going strong with me over these months, because I've been I've been down, man. And now that uh, it's the new year and some changes in my life are happening, I'm saying yes to opportunities, and I'm feeling much better. It's it's hard to say that because everything inside me wants to say that's wrong. That's wrong to say that. You shouldn't feel happy. I am just not giving those thoughts any weight anymore. And it has been awesome. Reading Eckhart Tolle, talking to my personal Eckhart Tolle spiritual leader, my wife, who enlightens me on so much more than anyone else has in my entire life. And my kids teaching me how to be a parent. It's the best. So thank you for your kind messages, everybody. You sending in and and checking in on me. You guys have been fantastic. Thank you. I am grateful for it. I'm just excited to share some more of uh, my stories with you and my my thoughts on, on things within the realm of mental health and how that affects our everyday life. So, uh, further ado, let's start this off. All right. So, I'm on Facebook on my phone last night before I go to bed, and I'm going down that autoplay video wormhole that you can get, like, kind of sucked into sometimes. You know, like, you look at a video of a recipe, and then the next video is, like, a story about a cute pig, and then all of a sudden you're watching a conspiracy video about Monsanto poisoning your crops. <laughs> Anyways, but this video of uh, fucking Steve Harvey pops up, and he's, like, going off. He, he's, he's, he's on one. Like, he, he's in front of an audience. It must be, like, a break or something. And he's talking about, like, uh, to them about inspirational shit. He's talking, like, uh, how his low points and how his life was, like, turned around. And, like, he's a Christian, so he's praising God about his uh, success and how through prayer he believes God showed him, you know, his way to his success. Uh, It's pretty tacky, but don't get me wrong. I don't even like Steve Harvey, okay? I'm pretty sure he's hilarious, but I feel like there's this darkness to him that really rubs me the wrong way, and I literally had to, like, step away from doing this to look up if Steve Harvey was actually an asshole, and here it is. Um, So, <laughs> now, let me just get this straight. It's my opinion, you know. The only thing I found uh, has that it's that he left a memo for some show he was doing saying, no more meetings in my dressing room. So I guess that's not so bad. It's not, like, the meanest thing to do and he does like racist jokes too i don't know i guess this is why i'm so perplexed as to why i took so much inspiration from this video i saw through a a a facebook video wormhole and he's speaking during like uh like like i said like a commercial break or something like on one of his shows like you know how they have like a warm-up comedian and he he gets this crowd riled up well this is just steve harvey talking to people uh the point is is that um I just wish I could play it for you, but I guess I can't really play a clip that's unlicensed. So I'll just quote it verbatim. And yes, I took the time to write this down. Um, if you give up, the guarantee is it will never happen. That's the guarantee of quitting. That it will never happen. Ooh, and I went, whoa, shit. That's the shit right there. 
Now, I don't know if Steve Harvey is teaching me something about chasing my dreams, but oh boy, did I feel motivated. So I also guess that's what I want to call this episode. Motivation. Yeah. Because it's so important to maintain it. And even fucking Steve Harvey knows that. And I'll be damned if I let you, my listeners, let Steve Harvey outshine them. Especially when it comes to adopting a positive mindset. Alright, so... Upon my guest-slash-buddy Laurent's uh, suggestion, I picked up that five-minute journal. And let me tell you something. It's dope. I didn't think it was, like, for me, and you even hear in, like, the episode, I'm unsure about it. But alas, I take my preconceptions and I put them aside. And I allow myself to take that leap into the unknown for me. Which is, like, journaling-slash-keeping a diary. I don't know what the term is exactly, but yeah... All I keep thinking about is, you know all those self-help gurus out there? All those people, life coaches, whatever, who the fuck cares? They're on daytime TV, maybe, or on your Facebook. And they're like, the power is yours, you know, live your life. You hear them saying all the time, write down your goals. And you're like, that is a dumb thing to do. I know my goals. I know what I want. I know how to get it. So fuck off. If you don't do that in your head, then, you know, I'll admit that I do, or did, until I started the five-minute journal. And, like... It's weird, but maybe just writing it out helps me convince or myself or like maybe conceive it a, a certain way uh, that makes it, then it makes all these goals easier to attain. Uh, but in reality, I don't know if that's true. <laughs> like there is a, a sort of magic to it, I think, you know, because the goals I'm writing down are becoming accomplished. Like I'm I'm getting my goals by like fucking writing this shit down. It's weird. And I really don't know what else to say about it. As you can see, I'm struggling here, but it sure is motivating. Um, but that's some advanced motiv motivating shit I've been on recently. <laughs> advanced journaling's advanced motivation shit. No, it's not. You know, I think if journaling is not for you, try that five-minute journal stuff. It's easy, fast, and I somehow got results. I don't know. Now, now this is like an ad for them. No, it's not. Just, like, shout out to Laurent for really bringing it to my attention. Thanks, Laurent. You're the fucking coolest bro dog hmm that didn't sound very pleasant to listen to dow 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 dog anyways so a couple of months ago it was hard enough to get myself out of bed if i didn't have to go to work <laughs> so uh that's when i really needed some motivating man like i mean i got two kids a wife a house full of work to do and it's my day off and I can't even climb out of bed to do a load of laundry or something. I was depressed, or at the very least, showing heavy symptoms of it. It was summertime, too, and I couldn't be bothered to go out and live my life. I just wanted to sleep the pain I was feeling from my lifestyle away, and in turn, created more pain. Because now I'm doing all this hiding from the world with a guilty conscience since now my kids and wife don't have me around to have a good time with. It was so shitty. And do you know what ended up finally motivating my ass and get out of bed? Trauma. Now, we're not talking about heavy PTSD type shit, but we're talking, you know, being abused verbally at work. Uh, and, and then doing exactly what I promised myself I wouldn't do anymore, which was ignore my ambition. And finally, when all this trauma added up, and the bubble finally popped, I allowed myself the grace of taking a full month off 
before returning to another job. And while doing so, I re-entered therapy. I connected with my family, and I strengthened my art form. I became myself again, and it took a panic attack and a leap into the unknown, much like I did recently with journaling. But for that time, I chose to be unemployed. And thankfully, you know, some residual checks came in. I, uh, I, uh, act a life. Uh, so lame. But I lived off those, um, residual checks for a month. And like, holy shit, I haven't had this perception of this event in my life yet. Because now, this whole fucking sad story, it's a positive thing for me. Because for the, f- the last few months, almost six months now, it's been the bane of my existence. I talk about it every chance I could, but now I can finally see how I benefited from the whole fucking ordeal. It's insane. I'm sorry, I'm just going to pat myself on the back there because I feel good about it now. It's no longer a sad moment in my life that re-enters every time I, I, I become my pain body, as Eckhart Tolle, I guess, would say. I really believe that the core motivational factor involved in this whole thing was survival. And think of it. We only know that we have this one life to lead. I only got one me to be, and it's the me I got. So I want to like that me. I want to love that me. We only have this one consciousness to experience. We can only be ourselves for the entirety of our life. So I want to be fucking enjoyable don't you don't you want to be enjoyable and if it isn't enjoyable then you must do something to change that because the negative shit can only fester inside you and rot you away from the inside out distancing you from the absolute pleasure to be had in the day-to-day the moment to moment so and this is obviously me trying to motivate you when something bad happens to you, where does your mind go right away? Is it, fuck, this always happens to me? Or, of course that would happen to me. Or, like, you know, that's my luck? I don't know. Now, I'm here to tell you, folks, there's a different way. And I was just in a meeting with my agent today, and uh, we, we actually talked about this. So it's funny that this quote is coming up again, but I've been saying it a lot recently in the past two months. It's, bad things don't happen to you. They happen for you. And this simple fucking concept has been saving my life recently because (laughs) fuck this always happens to me changes to fuck this always happens for me. What is this goddamn world trying to show me? It puts a positive spin on it. It turns the victim mindset or negativity thing into a student mindset for opportunity to learn about myself. And what can I change now in order to make this situation better? Now, this is where you can pinpoint the shift in attitude to your shitty situations and turning them into motivating life events. If you're no longer allowing shitty things to happen to you, but only for you, then we're on this whole new playing field of life. 
So fucking use it. Use this advice. It's free as fuck. I'm not doing this for the money. I'm not doing this because I want to check at the end of the day. I'm doing this because I want to grow as a person. And the theory I have is that if I am here doing this mental health podcast, I will not only grow, but the ones who listen to me will be growing as well. And you know what? So far, I think it's working because I fucking love this. I fucking do. Now, I'm a firm believer in that motivation is an invisible muscle you have inside you. And the more you work at being motivated, the stronger it becomes. It's not easy at all. And of course, it's scary to award yourself the opportunity to live in a happier headspace. But you deserve it. And the only reason I can tell you this is because until I started focusing on my mental health and applying the skills I've learned in therapy, I didn't think I deserved it either. But now that I'm here in the moment, I can honestly say I deserve this fucking beautiful life and I want to make the goddamn most out of it. I couldn't say that before. The words couldn't come out of my mouth. And I can now. So suck it, negativity. Suck it. Fuck. Oh, God. Here's a tip that began my uh, ascent into self-respect. <coughs> no, that's not the tip. That's just a gross joke where I burp into the mic as a tip to get self-respect. Uh, if that is funny on some level, let me know. I'm going to leave that shit in there. I don't give a fuck. Anyways, so here's a tip that began my ascent into self-respect. <laughs> Think of what's going on in your head. Your insecurities. How you feel about yourself. Now think of someone who you respect. Who you love. And apply that template to them. What would you say to cheer them up? What would you do for this person to show them that their insecurities are based in falsehood? What would you say? Think hard. Now say that to your fucking self. Fucking do it. Give yourself that pep talk. Because in the end, you only have yourself, right? You are your own best friend, and you are the one you need to respect. You have to have respect for yourself first, because only then will you understand what respect means enough in order to treat others with it. And it doesn't mean you don't respect anyone yet because you don't feel respect for yourself. No, 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 that's not what I'm saying. It means that there are different kinds of respect out there. This awakened respect that reflects boundaries and love, not just... Yeah, you're okay, bud. No, there's a respect you begin to give yourself. And once you've got it, it's crazy how easy it is to share with other people. Also, in doing this, changing your perspective from bad things to happen to me, uh, to, you know, for me, when bad things don't happen to me, they happen for me. It changes all the negative energy you're receiving, and it makes it neutral. Because I'll fucking say this. 
Negative energy is wasted energy. And if you could write that down with like the claps, the little clap emojis, that's that's like that would be my MSN name back in the day. Bruh. And nobody wants negative energy. Alright? Ain't nobody want that. You don't get shit done when you approach it with negativity. You don't grow. You won't be motivated. You will live your life a broken-hearted victim, and it will be wasted. I don't want that to happen to you. As much as I don't want that to happen to me or anyone I love. There's just so much out there to gain and absorb, and it's up to you to motivate yourself and make it happen. And all of this because of Steve fucking Harvey, eh? <laughs> nah, man, but if he's good for one thing, he's got a nice mustache. And somehow, because of a speech he gave, reiterated to me that quitting is guaranteeing that your passion will never be fulfilled. I'm going to repeat that. Quitting is guaranteeing that your passion will never be fulfilled. Ugh. That is so nicely put, Steve Harvey. Unlike when you announced the wrong Miss Universe, that wasn't so nicely put. Am I okay to not like him? I don't know. Fucking send me an MP3. On that note, have you guys been following up on my challenges at the end of these episodes <laughs> that release every month or so? Because if you do them, send me an MP3 of your experience. I want to talk to you. Chris at ChrisCavener.com or just send the file through FB Messenger or whatever, man. Follow me, too, on Instagram, because I love connecting to you guys. It's so goddamn beautiful. At C-H-P-R-T-H-N-T-H-R-P-Y. At Cheaper Therapy without the vowels, except for the Y. For this episode's challenge, it's contrived, and that's why I say it like this. But we're going to stay on brand with the episode, and I'm going to ask you to pay attention to your motivation. See why you're doing the things you do with a smile on your face. And do more of that. What makes you happy? What makes you involuntary? Flex those muscles in your face and show your skeleton teeth. <laughs> That's where the goddamn magic is. It's weird that we show our skeleton to show people that we're happy. If you do that, though, you're on your way. So, so pay attention to what motivates you. Thank you for listening. I can't believe I actually recorded this episode. It was just my wife who was like, just try to do it. And I did it. Here we are. End of the episode. So it's been uh, it's been a pleasure, guys. Think about what I said. Go out there. Get your socks on high. Put your shoes on tight. Go out there and get motivated all right now, girl. Wow. Wow. I probably won't keep that one in. All right, I'm Chris Kavner. This has been Cheaper Than Therapy, and I'm signing out, so cue the music. Okay, the episode's over now. You can stop listening. <laughs>